0: Everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brad. Blah, blah, blah. We're gonna start over again. So. <laughs> uh, what is up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brad, joined by my co-hosts, Micah,
1: Hey,
0: and Carrie. What's up? So we're uh, we're gonna do Mass Effect 2 first because that way, because we're gonna keep it short this week, because I don't have to like do a full review of the game. <laughs> Because I didn't beat Mass Effect 2. Because you didn't
2: smash yet. through it in a weekend?
0: No, I, I've only put 20 hours into it over the course of the last week.
2: Only? Only okay. 20.
0: Only 20. I've almost done all the loyalty missions at this point. Oh, I okay. Oh, wow. By side missions.
1: Oh, wow. Well, um, I'm at the most difficult part. Of Mass Effect uh, 2? Yes.
0: What's the most difficult part? Is it the Is it the horizon?
1: At the end of horizon. Okay. That's it. If I can get past this. It's because uh, I'm playing, you know, on Insanity, and so I'm, it's it's taking a lot longer than it should.
0: Well, I I applaud you for beating Mass Effect One on Insanity within like a week, basically.
1: Yeah, well, I, it's because I know that game backwards and forwards. Like that's <laughs> you know that's nothing. It's been a long time since I played Mass Effect Two because I I didn't play Mass Effect Two as much as I played Mass Effect One. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really forgot how dark that game is. It's it's <laughs> right?
0: Well, it's super dark. Um, I, I gotta say, one of the reasons, besides the obvious reason that I'm glad I finally finished Mass Effect One, is it gave me an even greater appreciation for Mass Effect Two. Mm-hmm. Having having you know played through the first game and then seeing the immediate improvements that were made in the second game, uh, make me really do appreciate how that game plays. Uh, definitely when I first. Started playing two again. I forgot that cover is kind of important, and then I can't just you know roll up on dudes and expect to survive those battles.
1: Yeah, no, not <laughs> at all. Uh, there's a reason. There's a reason why you can you can curve your powers over cover. Yeah, because they want they want
0: uh, you to use it liberally. Um, but yeah. again, what much like you know, much like in Mass Effect One, once you get your Vanguard uh, stuff rocking and rolling, uh, then you become you know, a, a, a crazy, you know, charging tank constantly where you can just run into people and get a free barrier and shotgun them to death. And
1: yeah, once you get past once you get past Horizon. Yeah. The game is a cakewalk because you because you get exponentially more powerful. Yeah. And to the point where, depending on your setup, I mean, you can you can one shot kill like Harbingers. Like it it's it's.
0: Yeah, and, it, and your and your squad mates are really, really good and smart about not only using powers, but using, like, the correct powers. You don't often have to tell, like, when they run up on a, if you have Garrus with you and you run up on a shielded enemy, you don't always have to tell him to use overload. He usually just does it, and yeah. that's, that's nice. It's nice yeah. having AI that behaves in a way that's intelligent, and it gets even better when you get to Mass Effect 3. Yeah. Think they're smarter in there so So
1: i i had to i had to i had to restart like i had to restart like five or six times mm -hmm. because the the uh the colors in mass effect 2 are more vibrant and there are more right like you make your character in one you got the code at the bottom so that you know you can type in the code and get your character back well the uh in 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 the first one the character uh looks like has the skin tone of my hand here. And in the second one, he has the skin tone of my face right now. And it didn't, it didn't, uh, it didn't work. So I had to kind of redo it to, to pick the, the right amount of melanin that, uh, that I wanted for my shepherd.
0: I, I re I redid mine only because I wanted to give my shepherd a different hairstyle in the second game. I was like, you know, she's a little older, she's a little wiser. <laughs> She wouldn't be rocking the ponytail throughout this one. Like, she, you know, she's got, like, the shoulder cut. A little bit more, you know, a little bit more mature-looking Shepard. Yeah. I'm probably not going to do that for three. <laughs> but like I said, in two, no, in two you can justify it, because they had to, like, rebuild you from nothing.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, exactly. You get, Everybody lets their hair... Ashley lets her hair down in three, so like, why yeah. not Why not Shepard?
0: <laughs> oh, man. But it's, like, what, what a damn game aspect to it is. I, I I don't even mind uh the planet scanning mini game like like when i go on a run of planet nah. scanning that's great podcast time i don't have to have anything to exactly
1: to that's it yep that that's it that's all i do i'm I, I am loaded on resources i am fine plus i'm kind of anal attentive so if i go into a system mm-hmm. i got to do all the
0: planets well I, I i like i need to learn about the lure i I got to know about the lure <laughs> of the different planets. I got to know what type of planet it is, I got to know I got to know the if it's been colonized with the population, I got to know how it compares in size and and orbital distance to Earth so I can get a gauge for <laughs> for the type of planet that it is. You you got to you got to. And then occasionally you you come across like a like a blue sun's base that you can yeah. uh, that you can eradicate. It's great. It's
1: exactly. Exciting. So, I'm looking forward to it. I'm playing Paragon, uh which I don't remember doing last time, but mm um in order to do that i gotta like really max out the paragon because like the loyalty missions there's one loyalty mission mm-hmm. that they do in the dlc where one of them you can do the mission and not gain loyalty mm-hmm. and that's zaid's mission and i i wish all of them were like that yeah. right like i wish all of them had that
0: well his the reason you don't gain his loyalty is a is an extreme yeah. circumstance <laughs> <laughs> he he, yeah, he, he dies, <laughs> Carrie. Like, 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 if you let him die,
2: then I mean, he will not
0: be loyal to you because he will be dead.
2: That well, seems it, fair. Well, <laughs>
1: it, he he dies eventually, right? Yeah. Like, you can you can play that mission. You can get all the way up to the end, and you can. I think you, if I remember correctly, you can, you have to pass a you have to pass a Paragon check. If you don't pass the Paragon check, it's an e- it's an easy check p-
0: though. I, I that was the first loyalty mission I did, and I was still. A relatively low-level paragon
1: oh so it's
0: not it's not a hard check to pass but it is theoretically possible to
1: i should have i should have did it before horizon because i I, I wanted the cane um i wanted the mini nuke before i went to horizon yeah but and and i know you can there's a heavy weapon upgrade in that dlc but Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, it's too late now. <laughs> yeah. The, well, the cane, the, cane is, the cane is not as good. Well, I guess it would be good for the specific enemies that you're probably thinking about with Horizon. Yeah. But you'll get yeah. to use it again when you go to the, uh, when you visit the collector ship. Uh, I'm not worried about it now.
1: I was worried about it for Horizon. I got you. I don't care. I don't give a damn about it after after Horizon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't need that um, shit. But yeah, it's, it's, and it's been enjoyable going through it. I'm only bummed out. So, someone asked about romancing. We'll talk about that when we get to, uh, We get the post office, but apparently my preferred romance option in the second game does not pop the trophy for you, which is a bit of a bummer, Hmm. which I'll explain later. So um, I also read a book uh, that I finished today, actually, uh, Press Reset, Ruin and Recovery in the Video Game Industry. This is the new book that just came out, uh, written by Jason Schreier uh, of Bloomberg, uh, where he details uh, the very sad stories and, you know, stories of crunch and closures and just how really shitty the video game industry is for people that work in it um, at eight notable uh, developers and then dedicates the last chapter talking about what could possibly be done to, you know, to fix this culture in the video game industry. Uh, the last chapter is is good that it's there because it really does uh, lend some hope uh, that there is a productive and you know stable future for people in the video game industry if the industry could just pull its collective head out of its ass. Um, but the stories are insane. Uh, you get a lot of context, some of which you know about, some of which you might not know about. Um, it's funny because we actually talked uh, a couple weeks ago. Someone asked uh, what video game documentary would we most like to see, and I, I brought Thirty Eight Studios. Not only do they have a chapter on Thirty Eight Studios in the book but they had a had another chapter immediately following it about what subsequently happened to Big Huge once it was acquired by Epic Games mm. in the immediate aftermath which is a lot of stuff that I did not know about
2: Big Huge which I believe is still
0: they, they are <laughs> reconstituted are <laughs> as, as under so basically the original founders who had left the studio uh in the wake of the 38 studios debacle mm-hmm. um started a new studio and then bought the trademark back from the state of Rhode Island (laughs) when, when it went up for auction. So
2: (laughs) I think they're still located in, they are, they're still in, they're still in the
0: Baltimore area. Yes. And doing well they're, they're, they made uh they made dominations, which is a great mobile game for them. And they made another game called arcane something or other. I can't remember what the other title is.
2: Uh, When I was in middle school, I had a buddy whose dad worked, I think as a, programmer Mm -hmm. for big huge games on on their early stuff on on rise of nations and um she unfortunately grew up to be a uh rootin tootin maga hat wearing idiot so
0: (laughs) it is what it is um i recommend the book though i it's 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 well worth checking out especially if you like the Inside baseball part of the game industry. Uh, there's a whole chapter on what happened to Irrational Games, uh, the studio that closed suddenly mm. in the wake of Bioshock Infinite's success. Uh, and you find out why that happened, which is incredible, quite frankly, frankly, that uh, basically it closed on the whims of one man. They closed an entire um. game studio. So uh, it's a good read. I recommend checking it out. Uh, you can buy it where you buy books, which for me is my Kindle. Mm. uh carrie oh yes. which, you can, which you can get through deadspixels.com slash amazon far be it from me not to throw a plug in uh on that uh carrie you've been playing uh shin megami tensei 3 nocturne hd remaster for the nintendo featuring Switch,
2: dante from the devil may cry featuring series. Featuring
0: Dante from the devil may cry series
2: it's important to note that i'm playing the version that features dante from the devil may cry series <laughs> so yeah nocturne hd um which technically released to like everyone today if you're a fucking weeaboo like me and you wanted to play it early you could buy the digital deluxe edition which includes all of the dlc which is like extra background music and like an extra map basically i don't even know but in a bizarre choice by atlas um they decided to put dante behind dlc so when nocturne first released It released in Japan in early 2003, and it didn't have Dante in it. And then they released an updated version, which in Japan was called the Maniacs Edition. And that's what America got in 2004, was that version. That's why it had the sticker on it, the featuring Dante from the Devil May Cry series. Like that fucking meme was from the Nocturne American box, because that's how they were marketing the game, is they didn't know how else to market this hardcore JRPG to dumb Americans. They were like, y'all know Dante, Dante sticker. Um, and then Japan, like five years after that, got another updated edition called the Chronicle Edition. Now, by default, if you're playing Nocturne HD, if you don't buy what's called the Maniacs DLC, you're playing the Chronicle edition, which has various quality of life upgrades from the original, but rather than Dante, you get Raido Kuzunoha from the Shin Megami Tensei Devil Summoner series. So I'm not sure why they decided to put Dante behind like a $10 DLC pack.
0: So people would pay for it.
1: It's, yeah. it's 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 just one more instance of Devil May Cry 2 just just screwing you over. Because <laughs> it's Devil May it Cry is the Two. Dante. Dante. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's sullen asshole. Like, nah, man. <laughs> nah. We like the first Dante because he's a cornball.
0: Fuck off, featherface. <laughs> well. And the
1: third and the third Dante, <laughs> Dante because he's turned he...
0: into a Crusty the cloud allegory. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine like kicking it, kicking the door, like with a bunch of demons, like, hey, hey, like, <laughs>
2: screaming.
0: <all this> <laughs> <laughs> that's my one now. I'll, I'll play a play May Cry game with Krusty Dante in it.
2: So, <sighs> in any case, um, here's the thing about them calling this an HD remaster I feel like that's them being really generous <laughs> because. The game runs super smooth. The actual gameplay looks great. Um, very crispy little uh, character models. Like everything looks really good. Um, then you get to the cutscenes.
0: Ah, oh, they got awarded, did they?
2: the The cutscenes. <laughs> the cutscenes are still in fucking PlayStation Two 480i. Yeah. They did they uh, that gross. shit when the God of
0: War HD collection came out on PS3. They're like, ah, yeah. oh, they're like, ah, oh, we made the game 1080, and then you get to a cutscene, you're like, whoa, what
2: is? Yeah, this? Yeah, like 4 3 aspect ratio, 480i. Yeah. Like, I guess,
0: I guess the, uh, I guess the scenes. rendering team did not uh, show up for work today.
2: No, so <laughs> it's really jarring to go from like really nice looking, like actual eight. HD gameplay to like stretched as fuck PlayStation 2 <laughs> pre-rendered footage. So I don't love that. Um and the music is also still like PlayStation 2 era like compressed. Mm-hmm. And I don't love that either. Because that like I I'm sure they have the masters. I don't know why they wouldn't like remaster the music for contemporary consoles. I'm playing on PC. The game is also available on PlayStation four and on Switch. Um, I I had the thought. I was like, maybe Atlas will patch in uncompressed music. But knowing Atlas, no, they won't. <laughs> they won't do that. They already have my money. Why would yeah. they do that? So it feels like a very low effort release from Atlas. That being said, Nocturne's a great game. Nocturne's one of the best RPGs released on the PlayStation 2. And it's nice that I can now play it on PC. I hope it does financially well for them. And that it encourages them to put additional classic Mega Ten games on PC. I would love to revisit the Digital Devil Saga duology, for instance. Uh, I also would really like to play Persona 3 again. I would like to play any of the PlayStation 2 era Shin Megami Tensei franchise games because there were a bunch of them and fucking all of them were brilliant. Like, there's not a bad one in the bunch. Atlus just had a run of just incredible RPGs one after the other on the PlayStation 2. Um, as far as Nocturne specifically, um, I feel like it has a reputation for being exceedingly difficult. Um I mean be me fair, as...
0: all the Shin Megami Tensei games to me have a reputation of being exceedingly difficult. So uh,
2: <laughs> Nocturne specifically, I think, has that reputation. Um it's it's a little less forgiving. It's very much like if if you if you like start a random battle and just like you you're badly matched as far as elemental weaknesses, they will just fucking wombo combo your ass and you're done. Like <laughs>
0: So it's, so so it's like Dragon Quest then, in many yeah ways. a little bit yeah
2: yeah, but yeah I um I just got past the uh the first sort of bullshit boss which is uh, the Matador um Matador for many is uh, a rage quit kind of boss for some folks but I I I fucking mollywopped his ass last night and that's the thing you know first time I tried him I was a little under leveled and um, he fucking wiped my ass in about a turn and a half. And then I came back with a bone bone to pick and uh, got him down in about six and a half minutes. So (laughs) it all works out. But so much of the game is just sort of knowing elemental weaknesses and just being prepared. Like there's no such thing as being over prepared in Nocturne. You can, however, be under prepared. Um, It's very easy to be under prepared. So, yeah, I mean, it's good. Um, I, Given the fact that it's barely an HD remaster, I can't help but wince at the $50 price tag.
0: Yeah, especially, like, not, not that the two games have anything to do with one another, but it looks pretty bad when you see, like, for $60 from EA, of all companies, we just got three Mass Effect games that are all brilliantly remastered.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, again, this feels like a very... A very low effort release from Atlas. Um, I mean that being said, like the game is still really good. This is like a 18-year-old game now, and like it's still it's still a good game. They didn't like have to overhaul anything, really. Um the the story is still interesting. Um look, if you if you're a millennial like me and you are out here to attack and dethrone God, you had better play Shin Megami Tensei because that is all that series is about.
0: (laughs) It's, uh, I think it's going to be really interesting in the next (laughs) 10 years specifically (laughs) to see how many like PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3 era games have stood the test of time. Because we're starting to see a lot of the cracks in the – like PlayStation One era, since we're twenty five, mm, you know, twenty mm-hmm. to twenty five years removed from that, um, and and truly, like there are some games that very much stand out, and some games that were very much of their day, and yeah. I'm I'm gonna be curious to see which ones of the, uh, of what is it, Gen Six and Gen Five, uh, whatever, whatever generations they are, um, are are t- are considered timeless, so.
2: Yeah, I I would say Nocturne feels pretty timeless. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I first played Nocturne in probably 2007. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think I ever finished it. I don't remember finishing it. Uh, I'm going to try and finish it this time. There's like eight different endings you can possibly get. um, So we'll see what happens. And uh, again, I just, I really hope it does well and that it encourages... Atlas to put more Shin Megami Tensei content on Steam. <laughs> That's and the, and, all and I may, want. And maybe
0: to put a little bit more uh, elbow grease in it the next time. Maybe well. you <laughs> up
2: your cutscenes next time. That would be great. Maybe we get cutscenes that are in a contemporary aspect ratio and not 3 480i. That'd be swell. Thanks, <laughs> Atlas.
0: Well, we have a bunch of new games that have released this week. uh The First off, the somewhat of a white whale of gaming—a game that's been in development for years and was supposed to come out like three years ago—Bio uh, Mutant came to PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. This
1: Isn't that game a was like, game?
0: huh? It's a RPG. It's an open-world uh, role. What am I game. thinking of? I don't know. Oh, I'm I thinking don't... of Bio Freaks. There you go. Um, Bio Mutant came out with the mixed reviews. So, but but to to their credit. Their marketing team went on Twitter and was like, "The reviews for Biutner are all over the place, so you know what that means. You got to check it out for yourself to see to see if it's any good." And I was like, you know "Yeah, what? I saw that. Way to way to steer into the skid, guys. Way to steer into the skid. I, I don't I, I think won. it's like
2: a skid because it's at like a seventy on Metacritic, which is like, by no means, that's not like a terrible. No, score. No, it's not. A
0: ter- it's not a terrible score, but I think that this game it in indicates mix. Yeah, a, a game in certain. Uh, this game in certain circles had a lot of. I don't know if hype's the right word, but anticipation is it might be a good one.
2: When it came out, this was the first I heard of it, but that just might be well, me living so in my own for, bubble. For me,
0: we've had the cover art in GameStop, or we had the cover art in GameStop in the coming soon section for literally like three years.
2: Wow. And then okay. I left GameStop
0: and, and the game still hadn't come out yet. So that that for, for me it's a weird it's weird to see it finally arrive. Um. On this, I mean,
2: it's good when a game finally comes out. It does. Um,
0: Apparently, this was also made by a very small development team. I think the people that worked on it, it's like a twenty-person team. So it's not, you yeah. know, it's a triple-A game. I did. Very. I did know.
2: see the. Um. I guess it's Ubisoft, right? Uh, they're publishing um, it. Yeah. Yeah. I. I saw them post like. One review or one clip from a review that was like, the open world stuff is great, but the fighting is eh. And then the other one, which was like, the fighting is great, but the open world stuff is eh. And then just sort of like a shrug (laughs) gif.
0: That's pretty funny. Apparently the map is larger than that of like Skyrim's. So they they say. But there's apparently not a lot to do.
2: I was going to say like, sure, like. The Elder Scrolls 2 Daggerfall I think still has the largest oh, really? map of any game no, ever produced that can't but be there true. ain't shit to do in it That can't like,
0: be true anymore. There has to go go find that someone go find that YouTube video that has all the different like land areas in in various video games. It's,
2: it's still Daggerfall. It can't be. It's no, I literally just googled largest video game map it is The Elder Scrolls 2 Daggerfall with 62,000 square miles
0: that's insane
2: yeah it's insane yeah. that being said i would not recommend anybody play Daggerfish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is that even bigger than like the current like assassin's creed i guess it would, it would have to be wouldn't it
1: yo it's not even close yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i i i don't need that in video games by the way i i'm tired of yeah more more a bunch better. of land more i want to uh, build up
2: like, Don't here's the thing. Out. Skyrim is a sizable map, but there is a lot to do. It's not like you're running in an empty open field for hours on end. Like, you will eventually run into something. And it won't take you very long.
1: Yeah. Goodness sure. gracious, man.
0: Uh, Final Fantasy 14 comes to PlayStation 5. Uh, King of Seas comes to PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC. Maneater comes to the Nintendo Switch. I think this is still free on uh, on PlayStation. I could be wrong about that. No, it's not. That was that was a free game a couple months ago. I'm thinking of the other island themed game that is free right now. Uh we talked about Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne HD remaster on PlayStation Switch and PC. Uh Made of Skur comes to uh PlayStation 5 and Series X. Uh Earth Defense Force World Brothers, they're still making those comes to PlayStation Switch and PC. Uh, the Odd World Collection comes to Nintendo Switch. The Idolmaster Starlit Season comes to PlayStation and PC. The Longest Road on Earth comes to PC. Not longer than Dagger Falls, apparently. Uh, Wonder Boy Asha in Monster World comes to PlayStation, Switch, and PC. And World's End Club comes to the Nintendo Switch.
2: Cool.
1: Go to uh, densepixels.com slash fans. Join our Discord. There you can... Uh uh, interact with us and and post questions in the post office uh that we will answer like we will do later on this uh in the episode while you're on the internet go to uh youtube.com slash dense pixels uh you can see brad in his red shirt and carrie with her tattoos and me with my washed out face um <laughs> You can subscribe <laughs> to all of the TMP Studios podcasts wherever you get your podcasts, including The Dirt Apocalypse, Black on Black Cinema, Coming Distractions. Uh, Coming Distractions. We recently reviewed uh, Army of the Dead. Uh, we watched it, so you don't have to. Uh, in the weekly preview episode of the of the Look Forward Political Podcast. If that's not enough, you can go to densepixels.com slash premium for five dollars a month or fifty dollars a year. You get access to all the premium. Uh, slate of podcasts, including the airing of grievances, which uh, is on a regular schedule now, um, because we want to be done. Uh, we got like two of them in the can, uh, so we're we're really committing to this. Uh, another thing that we will be committing to in June is no time to bleed. Uh, the men with the golden tongues. I don't know what they're doing with no time to bleed. I think they're. I think Jay is just trying to blame Andy. Like, oh, I'm waiting for Andy because I mean, we have it's, a movie. It's that
0: hard. It's hard. It's hard to coordinate podcasts with him when you have to like hand crank your internet to get it to work. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you guys
2: done Robocop on no time to bleed?
0: Yes. uh yes okay. yeah. bitches leave yeah yeah, yeah. Course, we,
2: we've we've <laughs> i watched robocop for co- the first time, first time last you? weekend oh god
0: i Jesus I, I wish i wish <laughs> i could have been there to, to to experience it with you all over again what a fantastic uh, movie uh, movie. uh
1: let me let me guess i did not know that let me guess you immediately thought of like oh it's the the it's that 70s forming. show guy yeah of course, <laughs> of course.
2: yeah um, uh dude something about um something about him specifically saying "bitches leave," <laughs> it's like it is. It is, it is the iconic
0: line from that movie.
1: "Bitches leave" is one of the funniest two words I've ever heard back to
0: back,
1: <laughs> and then coming from him, yeah, with that voice and that face. I mean, it's just it's gold. To be it's to gold. be
0: fair, it's one of the best like line deliveries. Like he like he made the most yeah. out of the material that he could. <laughs> yeah, man, he really did.
1: I loved it. Uh no time to bleed. Uh we have a movie picked out, but we're waiting for Andy to get a new can and string. Um upstage conversation and uh the full episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast, which I am presuming Brad will be on you presume uh, this next correct, uh show. So densepixels.com slash premium, uh densepixels.com slash fans, youtube dot com slash uh, densepixels.
0: I have to know. Aside from "bitches leave," which is is more of a a quote, what was your favorite scene in RoboCop? What was your favorite part?
2: I think watching the one like the the other robot fall down the stairs
0: <laughs> <laughs> with all the
1: with all the animal noises. It yeah, was it I was like,
2: reason. first I was like, "Why is it growling?" Yeah. And then I was like, "Oh, this poor thing is just like squealing and flailing around on the floor, like." I cannot help but feel sorry for it. But yeah. yeah, when when the whatever the other one's called, um just basically turned into like a cow and couldn't get down the stairs.
1: Yeah. As intimidating as Ed 209 is, you realize it has the same like defect that claptrap does <laughs> when it can't handle stairs, can't, and then it's just like, stairs. oh, okay, I'm not scared of this thing at all.
2: I thought the ending was like a little anticlimactic.
0: Well, the, the, well, the, the ending was, was in the junkyard. And then like the thing at, at, at the, um, at the offices is just like the coda to the film. Yeah.
2: It feels like a real coda. Yeah. Um,
0: it's, it's, it's almost like in a James Bond movie when, when Bond kills like the main villain and then like the villain's henchman somehow manages to hang around as the film's about to end. And he has to like kill (laughs) that guy real quick too. Yeah, so it's it's that vibe. But I do I I do like that scene because the the old man that runs OCP also did the did the most with a very little bit of dick. You know, he's being held. It's like, "Dick, you're fired." there's a
2: lot. Yeah. There's a lot in that movie. It's a great I film. Like-
0: um, if you if you're looking for something with much less quality but a lot. More unintentional comedy. Um, I would highly recommend Robocop 2 at some point.
2: That's what I've
0: heard. Avoid 3. It's not That's good. That's also what I've heard. It's not good. Um, but this this makes me happy. I'm, I'm happy that you're apparently got, getting into late 80s action movies that you missed. I don't know Die that Hard. I would
2: say I'm getting into that. It. Yeah. it was mostly like I had friends who were doing a group watch yeah. and so Robocop was the movie and I was like, I'll watch Robocop. So that you
0: can watch I Die
2: haven't Hard. seen Die Hard. Yeah. All we, the way we know. Yet,
0: we no. know. We found out last yeah, week.
2: Yeah, we, we <laughs> did, yes. <laughs> I enjoyed Robocop though.
1: Have you seen uh Predator? You've seen Predator, right?
2: No. Oh my God. Uh,
1: the, f- the first Predator movie. Is the, fir- the
0: first movie. Predator is a legitimately great movie. Like, not just yeah. a great action that's, movie. That's it's what I hear.
2: Yes. Yeah. Um, it's a great film. Honestly, you know what I was most impressed by in Robocop is how good the practical makeup was on Robocop when mm. they took his helmet off. I was like, that looks really good. <laughs> this <laughs> yeah. movie came out in 1980?
0: 1987,
2: yeah. Or? Yeah. Because okay, so they then. had
0: to make shit yeah
1: (laughs) it wasn't all like
2: it's it's like there's no computer generated nothing like yeah like ed 20 whatever is stop motion and (laughs) yeah the practical effects in that film are great little over the top on like the dude taking a dozen shotgun blasts to the chest oh
0: you don't you, you did, you, you did enjoy the uh, the death of Ali, alex murphy aka the most over the top cinematic death in the history of cinematic deaths
2: <laughs> and that so, and that's like the, they blew his arm off with one shot and then like continued to shoot him for like a full 90 seconds and, and he's probably just standing saw, there. You probably screaming. saw the
0: theatrical version. There there's an x-rated version that's <laughs> that's more gruesome than than the one that you probably saw.
2: Oh, I like it when he shot that guy's dick off too. Yes. That was good. That's real good.
1: <laughs> we need more dick shooting in movies. That's something
0: that uh yeah. that's something When that
2: I'm president not, will... not just not just shot
0: not just shot the dude in the dick, but did it through the potential through the rape victim skirt. Yeah which, yeah, which is which yeah. is which which just takes it up to another whole whole other degree. <laughs> um, my other favorite scene in that movie is is the the toxic Avenger dude when he got uh when he got <laughs> run into the, the bat of toxic waste and like his his entire face started melting off.
2: That's that was a little over the top for yes. me. I don't do well with like body horror like that. <laughs> like I was just like. <laughs> But again, great practical effects. Yeah,
0: what a, what a, what a film Robocop is. Um, <laughs> it's 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 a very like light news week, so we're just gonna blow through some some silly stories. Um, apparently, Team Ninja is making a Final Fantasy game, but not a regular Final Fantasy game. They are making a Final Fantasy spinoff that is going to have souls like gameplay, uh, much like the Soul series and Jedi Fallen Order and things of that nature. Uh, according to the report from FanBite, it says that the game is going to be quote more accessible than Neo uh, for a wider audience, and it is going to be set during the events of the first Final Fantasy game. Yeah. So uh,
2: apparently, the uh, or sorry, they um, Te- Team Ninja and Square Enix already have a close working relationship, as Team Ninja worked on Dissidia Final Fantasy NT, which is a fighting game. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'd i be super down for this. I really like the original Final Fantasy. I would love to see more of the Warriors of Light and Garland, but like in contemporary gameplay, I think that would be great.
0: Wouldn't you rather see like a traditional Final Fantasy game, though, with a new story featuring that? But like
2: we're getting that with Final Fantasy 16. Which is Are we? we don't works. know what
0: we're getting with Final Fantasy 16 yet.
2: I mean, that's true. They could yeah. keep the action-style gameplay. I would love another true turn-based Final Fantasy. Um, what I really want is a version of Final Fantasy VI that is playable on PC and doesn't look and play like trash.
0: Wouldn't we all?
1: Yeah. That'd yeah, be great.
2: When are, are,
1: are, are we getting that?
0: We will like, never get it.
2: Never, apparently. We will never like get like because every because other Final, Final, Final Fantasy,
0: Fantasy has... No, no not, not every other Final Fantasy, just Final Fantasy VII. You don't you don't you don't see them rolling out the red carpet for eight and nine here, do you? Well,
2: um, well, I mean, they at least did a, a they update, at least did a,
1: an update a, of those games. Yes. They 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 uh, they redid four. It was for like the the, the
2: DS the DS yes. version of four. I thought but, was great.
1: Yeah, like because four is great,
0: right? Like, yeah. but like, come on, man. I don't I don't like that art style they used for. The I player. don't like it either. I don't. But it, it happened. Right. It
2: happened and it worked and it played well. And it didn't like, even if you don't love the art style, it didn't look like, like mobile garbage, like <laughs> the piece, like the current PC version of, uh, of six does. I, I would
0: like to know what the, and I'm sure the information's out there, but I don't know if NPD is a good source for it. I would like to know what the, how Final Fantasy six lines up in terms of like, like lifetime sales. In the Final mm. Fantasy game series. I have to imagine that's part of the reason. Like maybe, maybe six for some reason just is like one of the middling selling games in the series.
2: I mean, I, I'm pretty sure two, three, and five are the most middling sales one of the would series. Assume,
0: but those also never got a proper North American release before they got. At least not
2: rights. until much later. Right. No, I've played two. Two is atrocious. Don't ever play like the actual <laughs> Final Fantasy two. It's not a good time. Yeah. Um, five is a lot of fun. Um, Five is a great job system. Five is great music. Yeah, uh,
0: I saw. I, saw, yeah, I, I saw just. A, I don't um, know. I saw a retrospective of someone who recently played through nine. It's, it's the. It's it's one. It's of of the original series that we're North America facing. Um, it's the only one I haven't played. I know Micah is a huge nine advocate. Is it? Worth I'm it? not a huge
1: nine advocate. I I, I have not. Um, I I missed out on nine, and I tried to. I tried to play it, but. Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I I played eight. I'm not a fan of that. Um, it's because
2: eight's not very good.
1: <laughs> I'm a, I'm an advocate for ten. Uh, ten gets a lot of flack. That's disappointing to me. I I really like ten, man. I I really do. I,
0: th- I thought um, I thought you were a nine stand for some reason. I don't know why I had that <clears throat> thought in my head. Nope. <clears throat> Eleven was. Fun. I have a
2: friend who's a nine stand. I feel like here's the thing: if you played nine and you like nine, it's your favorite Final Fantasy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I and like, that's what I hear from people. Like they they play 9 and it's like especially coming off of like the Dawson's Creekification of Final Fantasy, <laughs> like for it to to like be like some high fantasy again. Yeah. Yeah, people love it.
2: I, that's what I'm most looking forward to with uh 16 is that they're going back to like classic high fantasy. Yeah. Whereas like what 12 was sort of a balance between that Uh, sort of like sci-fi. 12 12 was more like steampunky.
0: Twelve, twelve, twelve 12 was on more of the 6 side of high fantasy than...
2: Yeah, I don't mind the sort of steampunk sort of aspect. I mean, 6 is great, obviously, Mm. and 6 did that sort of aesthetic really well. I just, I never liked the sort of like modern sci-fi sort of take on stuff. Like, I didn't like that with 13. Of course, I don't think the 13 games are good anyway. Um... If I want to run down a hallway, I'll just run down a hallway. Um, uh, same thing with, like, 15. 15 was, like, way too modern looking for me. And, like, I hear is a great game. I just look at that game, and I know that that is not for me. Um,
1: yeah, because you spend, like, a third of it in a car. <laughs> like, road tripping.
2: <laughs> and I'm a boy band advocate, and I don't even want to play 15. Um but yeah, so I'm looking forward to 16, but I I hope uh I would love to see a new take on Final Fantasy 1. Um I really enjoyed Final Fantasy 1. It's it set the the standard for JRPGs when it released 35 years ago. Yeah.
0: It's very very uh very, uh, very the doctor no of Final Fantasy where it's, you know, obviously been improved upon, but it still exists as a template and was it's still good in its own right considering yeah. you know when when accounting for the era that it was released in yeah uh twitch has created a stopgap solution uh for all of the apparently glut of hot tub and like beach streams that a lot of folks uh have been putting on there they got a lot of complaints um and uh yeah <laughs> So that's Dude thing.
2: just there. There are some dudes who are just mad that they decided four years ago that they were going to be a full time streamer on Twitch and it never happened. And they're mad that a girl who has big old boobas uh, <laughs> has more more views and more subscribers than they do. That's all the complaints really boil down to. <laughs> they are like, oh, it's sexual content. And well, it's like it's a girl wearing a tank top and her camera angle is like this. Like, that's all it is 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 a girl wearing a low-cut shirt with a high camera angle so you can see right down that shirt um
0: i I think it i think i think it was incels and also like advertisers were i'm sure advertisers
2: have some sway in this but at least on twitter most of what the complaints i'm seeing is just like it's sexual content and i love that twitch was literally like being found to be sexy by others is not against our rules. <laughs>
1: yeah. What kind it's not, of shit that's is the, that, that, that? That's all-time
2: quote. That's well, all-time it's, quote. It's, a, it's up there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> being found to be sexy by others is not against our rules, and Twitch will not take enforcement action against women or anyone on our service for their perceived attractiveness. So um, the
0: the big downside here, though, is that from what I understand is that the uh, advertising is not going to be like the Twitch ads that they show are not going to be on those channels, mm. Um, which if you are you know partaking in those streams and things of that nature, then you're not going to get ad revenue from them, uh, which is a problem. Uh, they they mm. took a prominent streamer uh, named Amaranth uh, and suspended advertising on her channel indefinitely and didn't even reach out to her about it. They She had to contact them.
2: I mean, that's pretty to, part for the course for Twitch yeah, as far yeah. as just taking action and not telling them <laughs> why or anything ahead of time. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, I feel like having the category is probably good and smart um, because most people who were doing these sort of streams were just doing them under the very vague just chatting category, which mm-hmm. is basically anything not explicitly related to like music or gaming. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, look. I mean, uh, look. <laughs> it, it it feels like this was probably necessary, mm-hmm. um, but now it's like, oh, if you want to browse the just chatting category on Twitch, and you don't want to see like fucking big mommy milkers, now you don't have to. Like,
1: <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know why everyone's up and out, like. This is your channel. You can do what you want as within, you know, Twitch's bounds of reason. And if they say it's cool for you to be in a bikini as long as you are in a setting where a bikini is allowed uh or common, fine. But it's a double-edged sword, man. Like if I don't want to advertise, I uh, because yeah. of what you wear, like I'm I'm not going to. Like you just got to find people who will advertise. Uh, I'm not, um, uh, and, and to the people complaining, like, come on, man! Like, like five minutes ago, you were you were flicking the bean or, or whacking the bag, and and now that you've uh, uh, come out of your orgasm stupor, now you're like, oh, but they're they're taking they're taking my views, right? Like one, no, they weren't, and two, like you you can't have it both ways, man. Just like they can't have it both ways, you can't have it both ways. And you know, get be entertaining. Like I go on Twitch every once in a while. I've never come across someone uh, in their in their in their skivvies. Now I didn't know that was a thing. Like I didn't know. Uh, you know, I wasn't looking for it. Uh, but I don't think I would look for it because, like, porn is ubiquitous, right? <laughs> like it's literally everywhere. Uh, Twitch is not where I need to go for that. And the people that I watch on Twitch, their personalities, like they're more than just what they look like. Just be a personality. That's why I'm not on Twitch. I I think I've gotten on Twitch twice. My personality is not strong enough to, to, for, for people to watch me play a game by myself. If I'm with someone and I can go back and forth with you, then I will go on Twitch and we can play we can play together and and it could be just like this show. Except on Twitch. <laughs> but you gotta be a personality. So stop complaining. And start learning how to talk to people.
0: <laughs> uh Blizzard had a two hour uh live stream event. Uh, talking about an update, the first update they've revealed for Overwatch is two multiplayer. Uh, I'm not going to dive into the minute details that were part of that event. All I will tell you is that the big news that came out of it right up front is that Overwatch 2 is going to be switching from a 66 game uh, to a five versus five game with fixed uh, class structures available in each game. So, in currently in Overwatch, and I think they actually went back and did this with Overwatch One. Um, where you can't have like duplicate heroes now on each team. Um, and so to encourage better class alignment. Uh, so now overwatch two, it's five V five. Uh, you're going to have two, uh, one tank, two damage dealers and two support heroes on, on both teams. Uh, obviously you can't pick the same hero on each side twice. Like you can pick them on opposite sides twice. um, but they say that this will make big changes for tank characters, obviously, because they said two tanks were just kind of gumming up the works a little bit in Overwatch games. Uh, it'll make tanks more aggressive um, and they're going to be changing how some of the tanks work uh, to kind of match this play style a little bit, which is gonna be interesting. Uh, they said it'll be better for. Uh, when streaming live streaming games, like when watching professional overwatch, it's easier to follow the action with 10 people than it is with 12. I don't get how only losing two people makes it that much easier, but it does by definition uh, make it easier to follow what's going on. Uh, And they showed off the new um, push PVP mode that they're adding to the game, along with the new uh, New York and Toronto maps uh, that are coming into the game as well. Now, apparently, um, And I I, I could be totally wrong about this. So someone that knows more about Overwatch can correct me. Eventually, like Overwatch 2, when it comes out, is going to just be Overwatch. Like all the multiplayer in Overwatch 1 will migrate to Overwatch 2. And anything that changes in Overwatch 2 from like balancing and things of that nature will be retroactive Overwatch 1. And the things you get by buying Overwatch 2 are the PVE mode that they're putting into the game, the campaign, and like better resolution and graphics and, you know, all this other stuff. But it's, but it's, but like if you just want to play the multiplayer and you own Overwatch 1, apparently you'll be able to do that when Overwatch mm. 2 comes out because they don't want to maintain two separate, you know, communities which makes a lot of sense like that, i think yeah I that think makes sense it's idea.
1: it's it's smart from a business standpoint it's it's friendly to consumers um
0: yeah i like that idea i mean i you know i don't play overwatch but <laughs> every every uh, time, I time I I, every time idea. i see like a like a deep dive on it i always want to i always want to play more so <laughs> like yeah. i like i always wish i had time to get more into it cuz i i do enjoy overwatch what what little i played of it but i have never really sat down and dedicated a significant amount of time to getting better at it. Yeah. So, uh, Carrie, do you want to take the next story? Cause the, the story, the part the article that you linked, I can't get into because it has a paywall in front of it. So, (laughs) Which one? The, uh, the Netflix story,
2: the Netflix story. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know. Yeah. So it does have a paywall. Interesting. Yeah. So in any case, um, netflix is apparently looking to hire an executive to basically oversee an expansion into the realm of video games um basically looks like they're trying to get beyond um streaming um but uh yeah the report said that um Netflix is considering a bundle of games available via a subscription, similar to those offered by Apple Arcade. A Netflix spokesperson seemed to lend credence to this uh, new project, rumors saying that the company is "quote excited to do more with interactive entertainments." Um, so, here is this
1: is um, this is this is weird, right? Like, mm-hmm. is it um, like Apple Arcade? I mean, I have you you had Apple Arcade did could you play it through your apple t v and did you just use your your apple t v remote
0: so I think it's possible to do it um why you'd want to I don't know yeah. <laughs> like, like that would not be like like for for a mobile experience game that wouldn't make any sense um, I think you can use a controller on apple t v but again, why would you want to um when you have a perfectly good game console sitting right there? Uh, I think in this instance, it depends on how they approach this, right? So, like, if – because they, the, they have a distribution platform already set up, which gives them a leg up on anyone else that's tried to venture into the space. I think if you don't make people buy a box or a dongle and you don't force people to buy a controller, like, if you're like, hey, like, you can use this controller that you have – you can use any controller you have lying around – and somehow sync it up with you. But see, that's going to require compatibility for the hardware that you're streaming Netflix on, so you run into that problem as well. But if you're streaming through your game console, you know.
1: The only thing I can think of, and one of the articles um, here is kind of uh, uh, um, mentioning it on The Verge, uh, what they did with uh, that Black Mirror episode, Mm -hmm. where it was like a choose-your-own-adventure-style game. Mm -hmm. Maybe it can be more of a traditional adventure-style game, Um, but I, but I don't, I don't, because that takes minimal effort, right? You can use the, the arrow functions on whatever remote you have, right? um, to, to choose whatever options you want. But, uh, I mean, look, I like Bandersnatch, right. But, uh, and I I went through it, took a couple hours, but I went through all of it, but, um, I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna participate in something like that. I'm just very curious to see how they would do this.
0: It, it depends on how much, how fully asked their venture into video games is going to be, right? Like if they're just kind of kicking the can at it to see what sticks, then they're not going to be successful. Um, right. If they try to do a Google Stadia type of thing, I don't think they're going to be successful. Like, like I think that that's a tough market to get into. If if Google is going to not be successful at it, then how the fuck is like Netflix going to? Um, There's also the challenge of streaming. So like logically to me, I would think that you would want to be like, Hey, Netflix is on your game console. So you can just play this through your game console. And this is quick and easy. And it's awesome. Problem is that if you're streaming on your like on your PlayStation, for example, I guess on PC it won't be as big of a deal, and most people do stream on PC. But if you're streaming like through your game console, you can't use Netflix if you're also using like an Elgato because Netflix is you know requires a secure HD signal coming through your uh, HDMI cable, and the Elgato doesn't work that way. So so like you run into some technical limitations um, in that regard as well. Like you can't use any of the media apps while you're plugged into uh, a capture card. Essentially, so
1: I, I um, look, I don't know what their plans are, but I part of me offended is not the right word. I'm not offended, <laughs> but like these companies that don't have a history with gaming, I, I, I feel like it's a lot of hubris uh, to just come in and just be like, Yeah, yeah, we're gonna get into gaming uh, you, because that's
2: easy. I mean, that, Google tried. Right. Google. Google. <laughs> like, they got all the money in the world.
1: They're one of the four companies that's going to rule everything. Make it, make it Once. Uh, make it, make it, right. So. Like, <laughs> and they can't, and they can't crack that
0: nut. Right. I mean, Amazon has a successful product in Luna in, in terms of that it works. But what have you heard about Luna in the past three months? <laughs> like, it's <laughs> like out there nothing. in beta. No one fucking talks about it. <laughs> and that's Amazon. So, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it depends on what they're looking like. Um, again, they, 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 they're coming from a good starting point, but you have to, the, the key is you have to offer something that is unique, that you can't get anywhere else, and it's hard to find that stuff. Like, the reason Apple Arcade is successful is because Apple was smart and put a lot of popular games on there, also signed a lot of, indie developers that make mobile games to put stuff on there as well that are really good and got like exclusivity and things of that nature. So it, it, it made it worth, you know, paying the $5 a month for this one game. And then I'll play these other games while I'm here. And there's a wide variety of stuff. They had a hundred games on the service when it launched. I don't think whatever Netflix is going to do is going to have a hundred games on it when it first drops Find that highly unlikely. So We'll see what happens. Uh, speaking of kicking the can at things, uh, there's a report that's out now that Valve set, that Valve is making a portable gaming PC similar to the Nintendo Switch. Um, we don't know much about this yet. Apparently, it's going to be Linux-based. Uh, it's going to have a touchscreen. It's going to have controls. You can link it to larger monitors with the USB-C connection. Uh, the code name for it is the Steam Pal which is a terrible name. That's <coughs> awful. Don't do that. Don't do That's that. That's right
2: up there with uh, Wii U as far as. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: look, I don't, I don't necessarily trust Valve to do this either. Valve kind of tried this before. Like they did a PC console several years ago, the Steam Link. Uh, if you guys are the Steam box, if you guys remember that from back in the day, oh, wait, you don't remember it? So no one fucking bought one because Yeah, because no they cost cared. almost as much as a goddamn gaming PC. And if you're going to spend that kind of fucking money, why wouldn't you just buy a gaming PC? Yeah. So I have a feeling that this thing is probably going to come out and it's going to cost like $800. And people are going to be like, I could pay $800 or for like $300 more, I'll buy a gaming laptop. Mm-hmm. it's not gonna be as portable but i feel like that you know like i feel like it's money better spent or you'll spend 500 less dollars and just buy a nintendo switch assuming you don't already own one
1: i mean steam engine is right there right <laughs> <laughs> call it the steam engine like it, it. all right steam pal um <laughs> You play you play PC games. Did you ever get that um did you ever get that valve controller no. that had uh
2: No, because it's not a good controller. <laughs> you know, you know
0: who had the, the I think I controller? held one
2: once and I was like, This sucks.
0: Yeah, you know who had the Steam controller? <laughs> I had the Steam controller. Yeah. <laughs> because I got because I got one with a Steam link for free.
2: Again. This is the best controller yeah. they've ever come up with. That
0: that Valve controller was a tro- It was the worst <laughs> controller. Awful. Awful. Look, it was worse than the Ouya controller. Like, like the Ouya controller <laughs> is a better controller than the Steam controller. Because with the Steam controller, they made the choice to have those, like, two, like, discs that you can depress yeah. way too far for what you should Weird. be able to do for a D-pad. <laughs> Weird. Just- you had those weird design. like face, the, the, like the weird face buttons that instead of being a button were more like the release on a pocket knife, kind of like th- they kind of tapered <laughs> in that way. It,
2: yes. it was it was terrible. Weird, weird. Ah. Again, this is the best controller yeah. that like this is <gasps> this is peak controller design. Um, and it works. I didn't have to like buy anything fancy. It just works with my PC because it's Microsoft. Yeah. Fucking garbage. Steam controller, <laughs> fuck, <laughs> fuck that! Uh-uh. I haven't thought about that thing in years.
0: I don't. I don't know why Valve's putting money into hardware R and D at this
2: point. I don't. Again, it, it makes no sense because, like, all anyone wants from Valve is like. You know, clear can, policies on steam and half-life three you know, you know, you, know you know what
0: you can do with that money that you're spending on r&d for this for this fucking console that no one's gonna want to buy <laughs> pay your developers more Pay your how developers. About that?
2: that'd be great how about that how about you pay your devs and um i don't know like finish the half-life story i guess like i'm not a half-life fan want, so do, i don't give a shit do you
0: think do you think half-life three fans really want Half Life three at this point it cannot, i do uh, it i cannot, genuinely it do cannot possibly live up to any expectations
2: no much like how kingdom hearts 3 didn't live yeah. up to expectations half life 3 if it were to ever come out at this point certainly would not live up to any sort of built up hype for it either um that being said i still think people want it
0: but then again with, yeah. i mean half Life <laughs> alex was supposedly good so
2: I heard the story was really good. I mean, didn't it win a bunch of VR awards? Like, it's a very good VR game, I hear. But is
1: it one of those things where psychologically people say they want it, but like, like a dog chasing a car?
2: It's like Schrodinger's game at this point.
1: Yeah, it's like, like
2: you want it when the when it doesn't exist, and then as soon as it exists, you probably don't really want it as much as you thought you did.
1: And especially now, like in in the, the with the discourse that surrounds literally everything, like people can't wait to just crap on something. Uh, yeah, no, don't. I hope it never comes out. I hope it never,
0: ever comes out. Ease <laughs> uh, uh the head of Ubisoft CEO, uh, put out a, a statement that on one hand. I'm appreciative that they're updating us on progress. But on the other hand, how tangible is any of this? So, so basically Ubisoft put out a statement letting us know how they're doing at tamping out harassment inside of Ubisoft. Because that's a real big problem at Ubisoft, as we've detailed many times over the last year or so. Uh, They said that over 14,000 Ubisoft employees have taken part in, quote, group-wide assessments, including an anonymous questionnaire, while 2,000 employees took part in focus groups and listening sessions. Uh, There has been anti-harassment training. Uh, The company's HR organization was audited by an outside company, and they strengthened their non-discrimination and anti-harassment policies. They're developing a new company code of conduct, which will be mandatory for all staff to sign. And then it says he says we've recently implemented a new performance criterion to our compensation scheme with specific expectations for managers, which will focus on their ability to care for people, behave inclusively, behave inclusively, and foster a safe and respectful work environment. So yeah, I don't, I don't know how necessary this was. Um, it's good that they're doing something.
1: Do they, do they got a game coming out? <laughs> I mean like yeah that's I mean that's very cynical but uh you know th- th- having all of this like all of this training and and having people sign documents um all that's all that's fine and good uh it's it's good to remind people not to be like sex pests um but and still you until you start putting heads on pikes like <laughs> like things aren't going to change. Mm. Like you got to like people have to be people have to lose their jobs publicly.
2: There has to be actual consequences.
1: Yeah, man. Like uh that paragraph that you you just read the the quote the the person writing the article says in short managers who fail to uphold the safety of their reports uh or ho- managers who fail to uphold the safety of their reports will be impacted financially impacted financially. Ow.
0: What, what does that mean? They get, they'll get a smaller bonus. Manga. Right. <laughs> like, like, are you going to lose your job? That don't sound like lose your job.
2: Yeah. You know, you know, it's a big financial impact losing your job.
1: <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Like, like I get it. I, I get it. But, uh, you know, this is nice to say, um let me ask, let me ask it, you guys a
0: question did, did generation x like not happen in france and french canada <laughs> like 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 isn't gen x supposed to be like the fucking laid back like apathy generation so <laughs> you're out here instead you're out here like harassing people get the fuck out of here mm. i guess there's some elder millennials in, the, in those groups too of, of people uh, i believe the term is them.
2: geriatric millennials no it is not
0: <laughs> no it isn't <laughs> what a terrible term what an awful term, geriatric millennial. <laughs> I love it's, it's, that. It's, is that even correct? <laughs> correct. So, geriatric millennial. I'm so mad when I saw that. I don't normally care about you know like nomenclature when it comes to you know referring to things, but mm-hmm. I, that that pissed me off. It pissed me off, <laughs> geriatric. It was in like it was in like the fucking New York Times too. Like yeah. what, are you, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? Mike, are you um, are you an elder millennial or are you technically Generation X? I can't remember.
1: Uh I have no idea. I don't know when the cutoff is. I was born in nineteen eighty. I think you like right. I think that's
2: like yeah. I think
0: I think, I've I've heard think that the- I think you can identify however you want to, Micah. Uh,
1: I'm I'm all I know is I'm 40, I'm old, <laughs> I've had enough. I'm d t- i am i am I am literally too old for this shit. Uh, you are it, I am 30
2: is- or 40 years old and I do not need this.
0: <laughs> Micah, if you if you would like to feel old, uh you are only uh, three years younger than Danny Glover was when he was in the first Lethal Weapon.
1: Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, that's that's what I. Uh, so wow.
2: apparently millennials wow. is basically between 1981 and basically oh. 1985. Mike, so, Micah, Mike, you're Mike like right a, on the cusp.
1: Oh, OK. Um. um I'm, I'm, uh, uh, the, uh, I was I born mean, in but,
2: 89, so I'm like smack dab in the middle. Um which means, like, I guess I know what comes after the lyric um, peaches come from a can, yeah. but also... <laughs> yeah, I've never heard
1: of that. I've never heard of
0: that. Well, and I guess you're a Gen Xer then. Like, they were put by, there by, by a man by
2: in a factory downtown... If I had my little way, I'd eat peaches every day.
0: Terrence is a millennial, and he also didn't know the song, so I feel like that there might be some culture.
2: No, because like,
0: (laughs) because Presidents of the
2: United States of America is a white person's music group. That's true. Um, Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. Uh,
2: But then, like, I also know like half the lyrics to Poison by Bellevive DeVoe, so I don't know what that says about me personally.
1: Uh, It's it says that you are uh, eclectic, and means I am.
2: (laughs) Cultured. And, that,
1: <laughs> and you and and you are a fan of uh overrated black boy bands. Uh bell Bib Devoe is not good. Now, I mean, Mike, I uh, just like that, that one song. Songs. Like
2: that song. I know no, that I get song.
1: It. No, I get it. And look, some people are gonna come for me because like, what do you mean Bell Bib Devoe is not good? Name another song. Name three uh, Bell uh, Bib Micah. DeVoe songs. Bell,
0: Bell Bib DeVoe got one of those like 20th century artists' silver collection CDs at one point in time. So are you trying and to. It's,
1: tell and it's three tracks <laughs> long. You know, you, know, yeah. you know
0: who else had one of those CDs? And you're not going to believe this when I tell you, but it absolutely is fucking true. Rockwell. 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 Sam, Rockwell? Well, Sam Rockwell? Huh? No, no. Like l- Rockwell, the music artist. Rockwell, Rockwell, who's known, who's only known for the song. Sometimes I feel like someone's watching me, which is only notable oh. because Michael Jackson was on it. <laughs> but yeah. he, has, he has a 20th century artist <laughs> CD. Jesus. Um, Micah, the, the real age milestone that you that you should be scared of is still a decade away for you. And that, of course, is the Wilford Brimley cocoon line. The Brimley cocoon <laughs> line. Once so ba- so th- there's a there's an internet meme of so when Wilford Brimley, who looks who looked 60 all the time, like, like he was eternally 60, uh, was 50 years, nine months, and six days when cocoon was released in theaters because he was in Cocoon and looked old as dirt in that movie. So, mm-hmm. like when you cross that threshold in age, you've crossed the Brimley Cocoon line, and that's when you can truly feel old because Wilford Brimley looked like an old man <laughs> for four years. I'm uh
1: I'm hoping this whole black don't crack thing is true. <laughs> that's all i'm hoping for Uh, um in a related note to the story uh ubisoft uh taking considerable measures to uh to stop harassment uh in an unrelated story far cry 6 to be released in 2021 (laughs) great so there you go it's got john
0: carl esposito there you go in it um two things to look out for later this week. There is a Sonic direct on Friday at 12 o'clock. It's Eastern a time.
2: Sonic central. I called it a Sonic direct because that's what it is. Look, Son- um,
0: Sonic central sounds, sounds like a better, I, I like it more. It flows better. Uh, there's also going to be a horizon, uh, state of play. That's going to show gameplay of horizon forbidden West for the very first time, uh, which is going to be revealed on, let's see here. I, I, well, the times is all over the place uh it's 2 p.m pacific so that is uh 5 p.m eastern 5 p.m. they don't even have eastern time listed i'm i am galled that's that wild time at listed. least
2: sonic had the uh <laughs> had the uh foresight to say that uh the the sonic central is at noon on thursday uh sonic turns 30 this year a lot of games turning thirty this year. Jesus Christ! A lot of games bro. having big anniversaries this year. Turns out, a lot of big games released in either nineteen eighty six or nineteen ninety one. Yeah. Uh, but Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog, turns Cas- thirty this Castles, year.
0: CastlesVania is uh thirty five. Castlevania
2: turns thirty this year. Uh, 35. Dragon Quest turns thirty five like tomorrow. Um. Crazy. I mean. I guess Zelda also turns 35 this year. Um Pokemon turned twenty-five earlier this year. Yeah, a lot of a lot of big ones. Now Micah but I I'm excited for this Sonic.
0: I'm excited for this horizon because the I fact like that this horizon uh gameplay reveal is happening now tells me, Micah, we should expect it in October, November of this year.
1: Yeah, I'm um I'm gonna try and give this one a shot. I I played the 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 first Horizon mm-hmm. and I liked the game, but I never finished it.
0: I I fell out on it as well. It was too long. I got through like two thirds. I I did the thing I always do where I finish two thirds of an open world game and then yeah, I'll complete the rest. Um,
1: so. <laughs> so I'm I'm hoping that this game uh, I'm hoping that this game really really grabs me because the game is great. I I just I just fell off of it. Uh,
0: Jeff Keely has revealed the. Uh, lineup for the Summer Games Fest. Now, it's not going to be taking place across three months like it did last year. Uh, It's going to be pretty much back-to-back with E3. Like, we're going to get, like, a whole long-ass weekend of video games between Summer Games Fest and E3. Uh, The Summer Games Fest kickoff show is going to be uh, Thursday, June 10th, I believe at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific. And he also released. It's going to have Weezer performing at the Summer Games Fest kickoff show. Wow, Weezer! Weezer. Right, it's another elder millennial band. Carrie that uh, we really like a lot. And uh,
2: <laughs> I don't care for Weezer. They have a
0: new album that just came out, so they. they I'm they, sure they, they, they do.
2: Were. I'm sure he sounds just as uninterested as he did 25 years ago singing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah. And he also revealed. Um, his lineup of publishers that's going to be uh presenting during the Summer Games Fest. And it's a who's who. Like 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 there's very few publishers that are major publishers in the industry that aren't gonna have something to show at this. The only ones that I can see that don't are Microsoft and Nintendo. Literally everybody else, including PlayStation. Or no, Xbox is on there. It's just Nintendo. Literally everybody <laughs> else is is uh is is gonna be showing something. So cool. I I, I appreciate that uh Jeff Keeley stepped up with the digital show ball that E3 kind of dropped last year, in a lot of ways. So, and uh, and I appreciate that I don't have to like make time for it at eight different weekends, out of the, out yeah. of the course of the year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of E3, registration is opening up to fans next week uh though the vaccines are are working well i don't know how i'd feel about going to an in-person convention
2: well it's not an in-person oh that's right
0: convention. it's it's it is all digital
2: it's like it? a digital online thing which really begs the question Why of do you need what are register? you signing up for
0: yeah. Yeah, it's a good question is it, um is it like
1: the thunderdome where you got to sign up and then
0: well they're going to be streaming all the all the Presentations, unless this right. is like, like for panels or something, I guess. So like it, it says
2: uh virtual experience for fans with quote booths, hosted events, video conferencing, profiles, avatars, online forums, and leaderboards. Now, I the company that I work for had like basically a, a virtual conference that had like digital booths and stuff like that. So I have experienced firsthand how this can work, and I can see how this works for like a literally any other industry that's that's not video games and that's you know not quite as all encompassing as E3 is um so it's i don't know how this is going to work i'm personally just going to look forward to watching the press conferences
0: i might try to register for this i mean we we would be considered loosely in the influencer category apparently there's early registration if you're a you
2: have to influencer. submit like a business card or some shit though like you I have got- to provide specific details for registration. We've got, for, uh, we've got
0: websites and shit to point people to check out our podcasts. We're <laughs> <in episode> 380. <laughs> we've been doing the thing for eight years. So that's a long time. We'll see if we can get in. We'll see if we can make it into the door. I don't know what it's going to bring bring us, but uh, if we make it in, we'll, uh, we'll let you know what's behind the curtain. Uh, final news story this week. Now, look, it's, it's been a running joke on this show. That we've been trying to get Micah to play No Man's Sky for almost five years. And the people at Hello Games have heard the call. They They have done everything they can. They've updated the game millions and millions of times. They put some fantastic stuff in the game. And at least a little part of it is all in an effort to get Micah and his obstinate ass to get up and to try this game out. Because Micah has sworn that he will never play it. Well, the latest thing that Hello Games has dropped if this doesn't do it nothing will nothing <laughs> will because as of last week you can unlock your very own SSV Normandy SR1 ship to fly around in in No Man's Sky
1: so um there's a keyword that you just said there yes and that word is unlock, <laughs> which I'm inferring means that I have to play the game you for a have bit. have to play the game. To do something in order to unlock it. Yes. If it, the only way I'm playing this is, one, it's on PlayStation Plus, right? I'm not spending one red cent on this game. Two, <laughs> the SSV Normandy is is waiting for me when
0: I turn it when I turn the game on that's it it's not I don't want to I don't want to build fact, nothing in, in fact you only have a week to play the mode that you have to play in order to unlock it to no. and, and complete objectives to do it nope sorry not doing it I wish oh man I wish I had some time to get into no man's sky right now to get the enormity. god I wish I do but I don't Womp womp. That, I, look, this
1: was a very good attempt at trying to get me to try this game. I mean, if it was it, if, I, I commend them. Uh thank you for listening. Um, but no, no, I don't want to I don't want to <laughs> have to unlock anything. Um all right, it's time uh for the Amazon read. Go to com slash Amazon. Yes, yeah, it's just the transitions that we have. Yes. I'm a professional. That, that, that,
0: that was the now you're going to see a perfect plexification of <laughs> the Amazon ad. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> so-
1: <laughs> go to duncepixels.com slash Amazon. When you go to duncepixels.com slash Amazon for all of your Amazon purchases, um you get what you want and you help us out by giving us finders fee. You don't pay anything extra. Let's go to duncepixels.com slash Amazon right now and type in Bell Bib uh When we do, we see the 20th century masters the millennium collection wow. best of bell biv devoe Look. um there are three songs that i have heard of uh, on this 12 track album
2: i think i could tell you one and it's poison
1: and, and and two of them are the same song is it poison and then like a remix of poison it's do me and a remix of do me okay. <laughs> And they put the I'm three sure songs. If you played
2: do me, I would recognize it, but I just I'm not like going to sing
1: it, but you've probably heard it before. Yeah, and look. and the three songs that Bell, Biv DeVoe are known for are 1, 2, and 3 on that track. <laughs> uh let's type in Steam Controller. Don't when you go that. to densepixels.com/amazon and type in Steam Controller, you could get yourself one of the most ugly-looking Pieces of hardware I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> um, I'm surprised it's still on there. How much is it
1: for the? I don't for one hundred seventy four dollars and seventy five cents.
0: That's because it's not it's not available new anywhere. They they liquidated that shit years ago, years. Now
1: they ago. even have a payment plan, <laughs> <laughs> thirty dollars a month if you really want this hideous looking controller. By going to densepixels.com slash Amazon, uh, you can, you, ooh, mm, all right. all uh, right. yeah, there are some ugly looking controllers out there. Um, and you can buy one at densepixels.com slash Amazon. I just,
0: I just had a, uh, I just had a, uh, a stroke of genius is too far. Inspiration of possible premium content, uh, special thing for this show specifically. Uh what if we did a tournament of controllers?
2: Ooh. <laughs> like all time going back to like Atari? So
0: we we'd have to we'd have to narrow it down to like 32 controllers probably.
2: Okay.
0: But yeah, absolutely. Like going okay. back going back as far back. And look, if there's something that the men with the golden tongues. <laughs> Loves. They love them a tournament. <laughs> I'll tell you.
2: This will um, be fun.
0: It is oh, I'm down.
2: I'm in for fun. that. Yeah.
0: So so we'll so that 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 just hit me. I wrote it down. So now it's it's gone from a, a thought to a to an idea. Uh and and we'll we'll revisit that later. Um, oh, it's
1: gonna be fun just going back and looking at all those different Nintendo controllers. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's gonna be pretty cool.
1: Oh mm. man. Mm. So uh we gotta include like prototypes and stuff in there too. Right. No,
0: I I feel like we only got to do released controllers,
1: only released, released controllers. controllers. So no, yeah. so no boomerang controllers.
0: No boomerang.
2: Controller. No boomerang. Okay. No. <laughs> no boomerang.
0: Um, yeah, that's gonna be that, that. Yeah, I like it. I like it already. Uh, we go to the post office where Carrie specifically asked for uh, some <laughs> video game questions to read. So we start with Rev. How we skittish- actually
2: start. Hold on. Oh, we actually start with, with we with actually Mark. start with Miss with M Rogers. It's Mark, yeah. Uh, who after the show last week submitted a question and asked speaking of totally useful long-lived things are any of you still using Nintendo Labo and don't lie and say you are if it was a boy band it'd be O-Town now I chafed a little bit at this comment because I don't I don't dislike O-Town that being said I feel like O-Town is a fair boy band comparison to draw for the Nintendo Labo yeah as far as Does the Labo con-
1: is is the Labo considered uh uh a, a, a controller?
2: I don't think so. No, because no, it incorporates just, the Joy-Cons. Much. It requires the Joy-Cons.
1: Oh, it requires the control. Okay, yeah. I got you. I got it's, you. it's I bought Nintendo toy.
2: Labo and toy. it came out on four twenty a couple years ago, and I had a real fun time being <laughs> high as shit playing with the Nintendo Labo. Ah,
1: look, that's brilliant, brilliant on Nintendo's part. Look, to get a bunch of stoners who are out of their mind. Yo,
2: <laughs> here's a coloring. Here's, here's, on, a, here's a video game where you can like, you know, color and build shit. It was a fun time. I had a real fun bout week and a half with it and then I gave it to my cousin's kids. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. But then oh. they had a delightful time with it because it's meant more for children. It's not something meant for adults. Yeah.
0: Uh, Rev asks, "How skittish do y'all feel about WWE returning to live event venues that aren't in the Thunderdome?" Um,
1: uh, I'm fine with it because I'm not going to be there.
0: Well, yeah. So, and and that's the thing. So, like, I I trust I trust in the science around around the vaccines and and the fact that the CDC says that if you're fully vaccinated, like you're generally good. Like like you really don't have to worry too much about about stuff. Um, and I'm going to definitely be reincorporating myself into society outside of my home slowly, but surely like going to restaurants and shit like that. Yeah. I still don't know how I'd feel about being in a group of fucking, you know, 5,000 people in relatively close proximity. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm still, I'm still not quite there yet. Yelling and
1: screaming. Yeah. Like, like, the, like, like it'd be it's one thing be, if they were just kind of yeah. there.
0: Yeah. And but in, they, in, in an arena, like, like I might catch an Orioles game or two this summer in, you know, in a stadium. And no one's gonna be there anyway because it's the Orioles. But it's gonna be it's gonna be more difficult to 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 rationalize like going to a Capitals game in the fall.
2: Yeah, like I'm gonna to go to some baseball games this summer because I know how to separate myself from the disgusting masses. Yeah. Um, but also that's again very easy to do at an Orioles game where they are yes. like, I tend to stay at this Orioles game. It was like a Tuesday, it was like 7,000, and I'm like, so any other Tuesday at an <laughs> Orioles game in the last three years?
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, Anthony asks, any comforting words for those stuck in waiting for the sequel to this awesome indie game, Hell? I loved Hollow Knight, and Hollow Knight Silk Song isn't looking like it's happening soon. There's no Crunch or AAA title, churning out a solo sequel each year with indie devs, but man, I'd love some actual news other than stay tuned. So the comforting
2: a word is that you know it's happening.
0: Correct. The, the, you know it's happening. You know it's probably gonna be good. Um, mm-hmm. especially if it's you know just following a lot of what Hollow Knight did. And that's the only thing with indie games, right? Is that you're gonna have to wait longer because it's smaller teams. They're not, you know, killing themselves to fucking make the game. Um and it just takes long to develop. Uh, in the trier book that I plugged at the beginning of the show, um, it talked about how guys went from the a lot of folks that worked at Mythic Games um were the folks that made Enter the Gungeon, for example, and it took them literally two years longer to make the game than they thought it would when they first Mm -hmm. projected it out just because you don't know what you're going to run into. Um, My solution to you is find more cool indie games to play that are out now. Yeah, (laughs) there's that. While you wait.
2: I mean, at the very least, the Hollow Knight devs have been really transparent with sort of the status, because um, I think they said earlier this month, they were just like, hey, don't expect anything from us at E3. We we just we're not going to have anything to show you. So I feel like they have at least sort of kept people's expectations at an appropriate level. They're not hyping the shit out of this game. Um, so at least you know what's happening. I've been sitting on a cliffhanger for more than a decade. and. It's true. Ain't ain't shit happening there. So at least you know your game is happening.
0: <laughs> uh Gustavo has uh now, now that the Premier League season is over, Gustavo has our final results from the uh Premier League them Extravaganza. Uh Kerry, your beloved uh Magpies, Newcastle United, uh finished 12th. Uh-huh. Uh you had them at 15th place, so so you did not win. They they outperformed expectations. I was so close to Tottenham Hotspur. Uh I had them flagged for 6th place. They finished seventh. They could have finished sixth with uh, a couple things breaking right on the final day. And that would have been really nice, but that's not what happened. Uh, He also asked me who's going to be the new Spurs manager. No clue. And I'm probably going to hate it regardless regardless of of who it ends up being. So we'll we'll see what happens there. Uh, Terrence correctly had Leicester City uh, finishing fifth. You are welcome, Terrence, because Tottenham beat them on the final day of the season. that dropped them down to fifth place. Uh, Terence is a fifty dollar winner, and Micah, uh, Chelsea finished fourth. You originally had them pick seventh, and then you changed it to fourth mid season to be petty to one up me, ah. and that is ended up working for you. So you apparently win twenty dollars.
1: Ah, uh, uh, well, Brad, when you are a football aficionado like myself, you. <laughs> Uh, are able to make decisions like that on the fly, spur of the moment. Like, you know, I'll get you there one day. You stick with me. I'll <laughs> tell you everything you need to know about this international football thing.
0: Uh, Gustavo wants to know how you guys would like to receive your prize. I
1: feel
0: um, like
2: you should just do a charity donation. Probably. Y- y- oh, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> I can't say
1: nothing now. No. <laughs> that was a joke. That was a joke that was a joke and there's truth in every joke um yeah i'll <laughs> well, give, give it donate it donate it to um donate it to um uh, we'll pick a charity video game uh influenced charity
2: well let's well, whole- starting on my extra life page soon so you can do that and it'll go to the children's miracle network hospital so. there you go. there you go
0: Cam says, uh, "I have not finished Mass Effect One yet because I'm not a goddamn psychopath like Brad, but I have played deeper into the first game than ever before, which admittedly was a Good. J-sized bar to clear. It's a very not a very high <laughs> bar." Is what he's uh, my question is, what the fuck is racist ass Ashley's problem? Even in a different galaxy, white women are a fucking problem.
1: depend uh, depending on how, depending on how deep you are into that into that first game and if you talk with ashley i understand if you don't ashley sucks um i literally stopped talking to
0: her when i decided that she was going to die
1: yeah (laughs) yeah like you gotta if you talk to her you realize that um that uh her family uh like her father or her grandfather or something like that was was um a general she's an army brat so she her her grandfather or something was a was a was a, a general or something like that um and he was the only the first human to to like give up position uh when faced with an alien threat so that so the williams name uh is a name that is a synonymous with cowards and she blames the aliens for it <laughs> instead of her chicken shit ass grandfather. Um, if you if you do want to keep Ashley alive, uh, just know that in Mass Effect Three she changes, uh, her stance. She actually has a pretty decent arc. Mm-hmm. The problem is you gotta like invest in Ashley, and I can. T- and if you don't want to have sex with Ashley, I totally understand not wanting to invest time
0: with her. Yes, because she's a bitchin too. Also. If you if you keep her around,
1: yeah, she's yeah, because you know, I, she's like, I thought you were dead, right? Like, I understand, but in three, she has a real good change of heart, and in three, like, she 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 gets kind of beat up a bit, yeah. but it's not it's not cool. But um, uh, yeah, I get it, I get it. Ashley's a Ashley's a bigot.
0: <laughs> Going to combine the next two questions. Uh, Daniel says, are there any games that we three have played together cooperatively or otherwise? Uh, Anthony says he wants still wants us, the crew, to play Among Us, or You Don't Know Jack, or something along those lines. Um, no, we have not gotten a chance to really play anything all together, and that would be very cool. The challenge, as usual, when it comes to us, is scheduling. Finding time. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> we're
2: the, all adults. It's, it's, not, it's, it's, like, not even, it's
0: not even finding jobs. time individually. It's just finding time collectively where we're able yeah. to all
2: do it. So, but that, I'm the one with the freest cool. schedule because uh, I ain't got kids, so
0: true
1: right and i'm relegated to doing things after 8
0: 30 yeah but look now now that among us is available on literally every platform including playstation we have no excuse
2: now we should we should or, probably when, when it comes some to some among PlayStation. us it's not quite there yet
0: that would be very fun though i would like it a lot because among like anthony says among us is literally the resistance which is fine because <laughs> i love the resistance that's good not not resistance like from insomniac games micah like <laughs> the board, the card game the resistance Oh okay, yeah, so <laughs> settler,
1: settlers of Catan. I
0: don't. <laughs> I, I don't. Am I am I doing it right? For you, um, Mad Coco GS does Tim Cook deserve an Oscar for his performance of being a donkey brained individual <laughs> when he was on the witness stand in the Apple Epic trial. Look, executives like that are always going to act aloof and like they don't really fucking know what's going on. At least to the limits of what's believable. Um, in in situations like this, because they don't want to look bad, because they know if they speak candidly uh then they're probably going to lose. So that's par for the course. Phil Schuler was kind of the same way um, when they had him up there too. And to be fair, uh uh Tim Sweeney was also probably uh I didn't hear a lot from his testimony, but I would imagine that he was in the the same boat. So that the trial is over, by the way. Um we had now have to wait for the judge's decision to come down, which is going to take a couple of months before that is uh before that is rendered. So we will uh we will wait with bated breath, but what a trial it was as we got a couple of good weeks of content out of that. Uh, Ricky says vault of glass came back to destiny on Saturday. Uh, it took about four hours, 15 minutes to beat it in contest mode. Have we tried it yet? Uh, no, cause I'm not really playing destiny anymore and Micah didn't either. Uh,
1: I've, I've been on a team that has beaten vault vault of glass, but that was back long time mode. ago. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and apparently the, the runner up team, so like Bungie posts like the first teams for the contest on their website. Uh, they had to remove one of the members from the runner up team because his screen name was Black Lives Don't Matter. So Jesus once they oh. once once God they dang. saw that, they were just like, Yeah, no. So that was considered a five person team. So that dude doesn't get credit for being second to clear, the new Vault of Glass.
2: Jesus Christ.
0: Christ, for being a for like. Being a... Uh, All right. It's
2: so easy to just not be a fucking racist. It really is. Joe. It really it is. It feels like it's so much effort <laughs> to to do shit like that now. To just be so needlessly antagonistic and racist and shitty. Oh man. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah <sighs> it really All right, is yo. not hard. I'm not. Tired of these people. Or, or in the case of if the dude happened to not be like a massive racist, just don't be a fucking edge lord. No one cares. No one cares because that could have that could have easily just been like an edge an edge lord lane uh, name that evening. Yeah. So uh Johnny asks, what big leak do you see happening before E3? It's gotta be Sony related, right? Like like it has to be Sony. <laughs>
2: I feel like it's either gonna be something Sony or EA related. Yeah. Like I feel like those are typically our two biggest uh our our two leakiest companies Probably, <laughs> in the lead up to culprits. E3. Yeah. Uh I don't think we're gonna hear anything about Nintendo. I don't think we're gonna hear anything from Bethesda, like I, I really feel mm. like certain companies have gotten so, mm. so good about keeping. I could, I could see,
0: I could see, if which they keep saying it's not, but if if Starfield or Elder Scroll Six is somehow destined for this year to release, mm-hmm. I could see like a teaser website popping up, like it did for Fallout Four.
2: Mm, okay, advance. I, I can, so. I can see that happening. Yeah. yeah. Um.
0: So. No. But other than that, yeah, that's, it's, it, I would think it's sunny related. Johnny also uh, asked
1: Spider-Man. Spider-Man. That's what I'm, that's what I'm that's hoping.
2: A, like a proper Spider-Man yeah, too. Spider-Man mm, too. Yeah. I, hope, I hope for that too.
0: Um, finally, Johnny says, is your commander Shepard going to stay loyal to one romantic option? Or are you going to be captain Kirk slash Zeus and just plow any and everything? Uh, he also said great stuff from Saturday carry with the, uh, B, uh Baltimore gaming 70 orchestra. Thanks
2: babe. Uh, that's um, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, once I get around to playing Mass Effect, uh, I will be cruising for those mandibles. So, here, so here's, the tricky, here's here's the tricky
0: situation though. If you want to maintain faithfulness throughout all three games of the trilogy, you will be sacrificing your ability to get the trophy. For getting a paramour in all three games, of the trilogy because unfortunately, yeah, yeah. do I?
2: Have, I've never cared about trophies. I, I know, but I but care but about I, fucking aliens. But I, do. I don't care about trophies but I, but I unless do. the trophy is for fucking an alien.
0: Right, but I, but <laughs> but, I, but, I, but I, but I really do. And the problem is, is that I really wanted to remain monogamous to Liara throughout the entire trilogy because she's one of the few people that you can that you can do that with, and. I've had what counts as the romantic in, in, encounter with her in Mass Effect 2 because there's a small one after the Shadow Broker DLC if you cont- if you decide to continue the relationship. Um, but you don't get the you don't get the Mass Effect 2 yeah. Paramore trophy for it.
1: That doesn't count. Yeah, it's got to be you got you got you
0: got to actually you gotta actually fuck somebody on camera to to, to get. Oh, it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it don't count. <laughs>
1: Oh, shit. Yeah, I wanted to do the same thing. Yeah. But um,
0: now, uh, uh. allegedly, allegedly, if you do Shadow Broker early enough so that you have the encounter with Liara, you can then have a fling with another one of your crew members. If assuming you can still build that relationship without penalty in the second game where she won't be mad at you in, in three. Allegedly my conscience won't allow me to do that because you know because i'm not an adulterer even well, even even in video game form
1: i get look i want these trophies cuz i want the, i want that 100% <laughs> so uh, i it, it is when it comes to mass effect 3 i am in the camp of it is better to beg for forgiveness than ask for
0: permission well here so so my my idea was this i will create like a save file like a separate save file now
2: or you're gonna save scum yourself into the trophies? Yeah,
0: so I'll wait till I beat the game and then like I'll you know go off into Mass Effect three with my imported save, but then come back around to Mass Effect two and work on pop popping more than just a trophy in Mass Effect 2. You, wow. it, so. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see what wow <laughs> I just, I just wanted, I just wanted to, I just wanted to pop Micah, which, which I, which I, <laughs> <laughs> then I just realized I'm using pop that's in good. two different contexts too close to each other. Oh, so that's yeah, awesome. that, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> not, you, not you, you gotta, it's
1: like the morality system in Mass Effect, you gotta go with one and stick with it, you can't just be hopping <laughs> back, uh, hopping between Paragon and Renegade. <laughs> no, I guess. <laughs>
0: So, But no, I'm, I'm going to stay faithful to Liara at least through my main play to see uh see what that looks like in Mass Effect 3 when you get there. So uh, that is it for the show this week. Uh, if you missed uh, the performance from the Baltimore Gamer Symphony Orchestra, uh, you can catch the whole thing on YouTube. You can also catch the individual songs
2: uh, yeah, broken out as well. Yeah, there's a whole playlist that has the whole concert, which is right about 90 minutes, and then um all the individual – individual song videos in concert order plus a blooper reel because um when you're recording songs for video um shit tends to go sideways half the time yeah. um brad you were watching for at least part of it right i was yeah yeah came, and I, a, I came
0: a, in i came in right in time for uh i think for f-zero so okay so, which which you know that's what i wanted that's what i was coming for anyway oh yeah at the end of the day so but i, I do still have to make time to go back and watch the watch the whole shebang so uh,
2: you can see me sing on one song so there's it's
0: true per- there's persona, that so
2: yeah i sang uh, beneath the mask from persona 5 but uh yeah a lot of good stuff we had uh, uh a really fun <laughs> choir piece from uh, castlevania and uh demon souls toho project wolfenstein super mario land sticker brush symphony one of the all-time great video game tunes Uh, I'm particularly proud of the uh, sort of our finale piece, which is a Pokemon medley, um, because having to layer in like a dozen musicians on top of a bass track is uh, is tough. So uh, we we got it done. So if you missed out, please, uh, please have a look.
0: Uh, while you're on the internet, as Michael's, Mike is partial saying, uh, don't forget to join our Discord, densepixels.com slash fans. Uh, subscribe to the show wherever you download your podcasts. Subscribe on YouTube at youtube.com slash densepixels. And follow us on Twitch. Uh, I'm Dense Pixels Brad Carrie is Carey. Terrence is apparition410. Uh, that's it for us this week. Thank you guys very much for watching and listening. We'll see you all the next time.
2: See it. See
1: ya. See ya.